0: Your Working Life, a show that provides you with tools, inspiration, and resources so you can enjoy your career and love your life. I'm Caroline Dowd-Higgins. I'm a career and executive coach, and today I welcome Deacon Hayes to the show. Deacon will talk about how to retire early and achieve financial independence. Deacon, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Hey, I'm really excited. I'm holding your incredible book in in my hand. You can retire early. Everything you need to achieve financial independence when you want it. Now, I want to share, you're a young guy, and you're already thinking about financial independence and retirement. So what got you started on this journey?
1: Sure. So when my wife and I got married, uh, we've been married a about nine years now, um, we realized that we had a lot of debt. Um, and that was, we combined our finances, we put together um, you know, student loans, credit card debt, and uh, car loan, and it was about $52,000 in debt. And, and that's not counting mortgage debt, which we had three different mortgages, which is a whole other story. Uh, but the, the reality was we realized, hey, we gotta figure this out quickly because we're in our mid-20s and we're severely in the negative. Um, and so we we decided to learn from people that are smarter than us. I, I think that's always a good strategy. And <laughs> um, and so went went about finding out like what are sound financial principles that we could apply to our situation and pay that debt off in a short period of time. And so we set a goal, or I set a goal of eighteen months. My wife thought it was crazy, uh, but the, the idea was if we had a deadline, then we could we could pay it off. And uh, would you know, after eighteen months, we paid off all fifty two thousand dollars in debt. And so that's what kind of spun this journey of oh my gosh, like. That was exciting exhilarating like we felt like we had control like how can we what's the next thing we could do and the next thing was financial independence
0: and you know i love that because it really all boils down to control and finances can be one of the biggest stressors in people's lives and i think it really impacts every aspect of our life including career so you started this thing called the well kept wallet tell me about that because you very particularly talk about how it's for real people
1: yeah, so Well Kept Wallet was really just a blog about our journey out of debt. Um, you know, we we're told people how to save money, make money, and just pay off debt in general, and uh, realized that there was that really resonated with people. It was it started it right after the recession, so like 2010, um, and so people really wanted to find unique ways to to save money when they're either grocery shopping or going and buying large purchases, or you know, making money on the side so that they could achieve whatever their financial goals were. And so, uh, yeah, Well Kept Wallet was just born as that journal, and then. Uh, actually you know became a company within the past four years where we're we're helping over a half a million people a month uh, in those three categories, and so uh, it's just been a fun ride and, a, and an awesome way to to help people achieve their financial goals in life
0: so do you consider yourself now a financial planner?
1: No. So I used to be a licensed financial planner. And what I found was I dealt with only people that were millionaires. Um, and it, it, it wasn't the average person, right? I'm like, well, this is great. But how do I impact 99% of the rest of the people that really need the message of, you know, just kind of financial uh, sound principles. And so um, that's when Well Kept Law well was this, this aha light bulb of, oh my gosh, I've got this blog on the side while well, I'm a financial planner that was helping people do that. And so how can I focus on that full time and help more and more people Um, And so, yeah, I'm not a licensed financial planner anymore. I really just help people achieve their goals in life. And uh, it's so much better because I'm not regulated by the SEC or the state, um, and you know, I have a little bit more freedom to kind of say what I want, um, but not have to worry about giving specific investment advice.
0: That's great. So let's talk about the multi-generational approach. I think, sadly, sometimes the mindset about planning for retirement happens with people that are in their 40s, 50s, maybe even 60s, but you and your wife carved away that significant debt much younger. And clearly, you've got this financial freedom now. So how soon should we start thinking about our retirement? (laughs)
1: <laughs> I would say right now, if you're listening to this podcast, uh, you know the the thing is is you know I love that quote. Don't put off tomorrow what you can do today. And I think the reality is is it's something that you need to start thinking about today. Whether or not you put all the the, the steps into place, that doesn't matter. It's hey, what do you want retirement to look like, right? Uh, do you want to spend more time with your family? You want to make sure you don't miss your kids' ball game or your 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 daughter's you know recital. Do you want to be able to you know travel the world? Whatever it is, start planning for that now because you're going to need the financial resources to to make that possible. Possible. And so uh, for some people, they, they don't want to wait until they're 67. They'd like to be 45 or 50 or 35. Um, and so the idea is, yeah, start planning now.
0: Well, Deacon, you know it's really fascinating to me, the, the good news is that people are living longer, healthier lives. That means they're working longer, so it is it is skewed the retirement age to much older. So sixty five is is no longer the the expected age of retirement. So again, um, thinking about how your money is going to last throughout your lifetime is essential, right?
1: Oh, absolutely, yeah. So you know, in the book, I talk about if you if you want to have let's say assets that provide you income, you need twenty five times. Uh, saved in like an investment account of your annual expenses. So 25 times annual expenses. So um, and then that that allows you to be able to withdraw down safely at about 4%, uh, 4% withdrawal rate, and and still kind of have money left over so that you're not going to run out. Um, And obviously, that's not guaranteed. These are just rules of thumb. But the idea is to also plan for the unknown. So, you know, don't just plan for the bare minimum, plan for the fact that you're going to need to replace a car, that you're going to have your AC on your house go out, that, you know, there's going to be all these things that are going to happen that need to be factored in your plan if you're going to retire early.
0: I totally agree. And those things happen when you least expect them, you know, the major appliances, the car, exactly. So I I really uh, love that, that you had a plan of 18 months, and maybe your wife was doubtful in the beginning, but clearly the two of you nailed it. So talk to us about a deadline and how you work backwards to, to to reach a goal.
1: Yeah. So really, what that did was uh, I created what I call a financial game plan, which is a one piece of paper that had both of our our cash flow, so our income and expenses, and our net worth statement, so debt and assets. And why that was important is because we were able to see everything on one piece of paper and say, Hey, look, we got an eighteen thousand dollar car loan. Like that would be amazing if we got that off, that's basically a thousand dollars a month that we don't need to come up with, right? To pay off our debt. So how do we get rid of this car, which is upside down, mind you, uh, so that we can get rid of that car payment, which is 400 bucks a month. And so we did some research and we figured out, okay, my wife had a $5,000 car that was free and clear. And then we could buy two cars with that for $2,500 a piece. And then basically sell the upside down car. We sold stuff on eBay to pay the difference. So all this to say is really like having that deadline now made us think about our assets and our debts differently, our cash flows, our expenses and our income. We, we made more money. I got a second job delivering pizzas at night. I was selling stuff on eBay, you know, from yard sales. I mean, I was doing whatever I could to kind of hit that deadline. So the deadline really made it a priority to say, hey, this is a focus right now. And so we kind of filtered everything through that.
0: You know, I love the different side hustles that you talked about, you know, whether it was taking on evening pizza delivery or selling stuff on eBay. And that gives people such freedom with additional income streams besides that quintessential day job. So is that something you advocate for?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. And what's amazing is just how many ways that you could do it. There's there's a there's an app where you can make money walking dogs. You know, you can make money with Uber. You can make money with DoorDash delivering food. I mean, like there's there's literally like hundreds of ways. If someone's listening to this right now, that you could today start making money. And so, uh, it, because of 2017 with technology and smartphones, it's just incredible. So um, I definitely advocate that because you can only cut so much, right? I mean, at the end of the day, you're, you're going to have to increase your income, and sometimes at a job, if it's a regular corporate job, you're kind of capped. Uh, This gives you the ability to uncap yourself and really achieve more uh, financial freedom faster.
0: Love it. Bring on the side hustle. Okay, Deacon, let's talk a little bit about how to save using real estate or the stock market because most listeners are not As financially savvy as you, many are. I want to honor the talent that we've got out there, but a lot of the lay people are saying, okay, I have no clue how to play the stock market or to leverage real estate, so tell us more.
1: Yeah. So will start with real estate. Um, the, one of the cool things that's happened in the past few years is what's called crowdfunded real estate. So the uh, this is basically where you, you pool your money with other people and buy real estate. So you don't need a couple hundred thousand dollars anymore. You can get started with as little as 500 bucks. Uh, where the, the old model was, okay, you got to come up with a down payment, which is typically sizable. It's going to be 20, 30, 40 grand. And you know, that takes a lot of time to kind of accumulate that kind of money. Then you have to manage the property, which you don't have to do with crowdfunded real estate. So, um, you know, you have those two routes. You have the traditional route, which still many people do and can be successful with, but you also have the crowdfunded route, which I think is very exciting uh, because you can diversify more and not have as much capital uh, upfront to get started. Um, And then when it comes to the stock market, um, it really depends on the individual. So if you do want to retire early, putting something in an IRA or 401k might not be the best move because you can't access that until you're 59 and a half or older so really you're gonna have like an individual uh, brokerage account with like a company like Schwab or Vanguard you know um, and, and look for you know what I call index funds or ETFs that have low costs uh, so low expense ratios and have a, a track record of a higher return so you can look at the returns from like the past 10 years just to give you an idea of what could happen in the future they always say past results don't indicate what the future returns are going to be but But just as a kind of a rule of thumb to see, hey, does it have a good track record and does it have low expenses? Because those expenses could really uh, eat away at you over time.
0: So I get that some people uh, will retire in their late 60s or early 70s, but but clearly you're ready to retire early. And I'm sure that you and your wife have identified dates that are meaningful to you. That is a non-traditional choice. Do you see more of that?
1: Oh, yeah. There's actually going to be a documentary coming out uh, about it. I mean, it's called the fire movement. So financial independence retire early. And so there, there are definitely tons of people doing it. And, and they, they're they across the spectrum, right? Some people are living in tiny houses, which are less than a thousand square feet. Um, you know, and they pay 20 grand for them and they're not doing the traditional American, you know, $300,000 house. Um, but then there's other people that are just the regular people saying, hey, I'm going to spend a lot less than I make. I'm going to plan for this and I'm going to retire in the next 10, 15 years. So for us, it's 42 is, is kind of our deadline, right? And so uh, we're definitely on track for that. In fact, we could be earlier, but I I like to be realistic. My wife, she kind of balances me out that way. Um, (laughs) And the idea is, is, is it's not really about retiring early. Like people think, I think the old school way of retiring play golf, sit on a beach, drink a mojito. Like that's not what, what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is the freedom to do what you want when you want. So we want to travel the world and we got two kids. We would love to go to Africa on a safari. We'd love to take them to the Outback in Australia. Like it's it's kind of hard to do that when you have two weeks, a year vacation and you don't have a lot of money, right? And so for us, we, we have things that we wanna do that uh, we have to plan for and we have to hustle now so that those things can be possible. And I think it's, it's easy to become complacent and say, gosh, that stuff's not, it's not possible for me. But the reality is there, like you had mentioned, there are thousands and thousands of people on this pursuit and, and it's happening. There's a guy, Mr. Money Mustache, Pete, um, he did, him and his wife retired at 34 and, and they have a kid. Uh, it's just amazing to see kind of, this is, this is not a pipe dream, this can be a reality.
0: Awesome. Well, that's exciting. 41. Good for you. So uh, you shared a, a lovely example of how you and your wife are saving expenses when you go out to dinner. Would you be so kind as to share that? Because it's very clever and it adds up.
1: Yeah, so I mean, one of the things that we do is we don't order drinks, right? Like if we go out, um, a beer can be seven bucks and, you know, even just a soda could be three dollars, you know. So uh, one of the things, I mean, you, you think between the two of us, that's six to ten bucks per, per person. Um, and so really the idea is, is like we just order water and it, our lifestyle hasn't changed at all. You know, uh, another thing we, we typically will kind of plan in advance before we go to eat because here's the challenge. You look at a menu and you're like, oh, that sounds good. And that sounds good. And all of a sudden you've got a $100 bill. Um, But planning in advance means that, hey, I already know what I'm going to order when I get there. And I know we're gonna be within our, our range that we wanna be in. And, and it sounds like work, but literally, once you create the habit, it just becomes second nature. So it really is not work. It's just kind of like, oh, we're gonna to go to the restaurant, look up the menu, okay, I'm gonna get that done. Um, and so these little things compounded over time can save you hundreds, if not thousands of dollars.
0: The planner in me is smiling ear to ear, I love that. And you know, you're really living this concept of designing your own lifestyle, so cheers to you oh thanks deacon tell me who's the best audience for this book you know it's anybody who's kind of not
1: satisfied with the status quo you know i worked a traditional job for many years and it just felt like a grind you know and i was like this this was not what i wanted to do for the rest of my life you know so if anybody feels that tugging at their heart saying hey i want more i want freedom i want the ability to kind of do what i want when i want uh then this message is for you you know some people though they they, look, they like the security of that regular, steady job, um, and, and if they enjoy what they do, then that's great. Uh, but I would say a lot of people, they say, hey, this is not, this is not the end goal. This is not where I want to be long term. Um, and so if you're feeling like that, well, then make a plan, right? Just right now, write down on a piece of paper three things that you'd like to do in early retirement and let that why motivate you to actually make it a reality.
0: Deacon Hayes, you are a rock star. I'm so grateful that you joined me today on Your Working Life, and I I really appreciate the practical wisdom in this book about achieving financial independence. And again, the book is extraordinary. It's called You Can Retire Early, Everything You Need to Achieve Financial Independence When You Want It. And of course, it's available on Amazon and in retail stores, and I hope that our listeners will check this out. Hey, Deacon, thanks so much for joining me today.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I
0: wish you continued success and enjoy that early retirement. (laughs) Hey, if you like the show, subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud, and even better, leave us a review and let us know what career-related questions you have so we can address them on a future show. You can find me on Twitter at cdowdhiggins or email me at caroline at carolinedowdhiggins.com. And I want to give a special shout-out to my extraordinary Your Working Life colleagues. Laura Deck, our Executive Director of Publicity and Communications, and Claire McInerney, our Executive Producer, without whom this podcast would not be possible. Thank you for all the expert work you do to make this show a reality. I'm Caroline Dowd-Higgins. Thanks for listening.